Welcome, you're listening to All Things Naval Aviation with your host, Rear Admiral John Meyer, Commander, Naval Air Force Atlantic. Welcome to All Things Naval Aviation. This is Rear Admiral John Meyer, Commander, Naval Air Force Atlantic, your host, and I've got a special guest today at sea on board Gerald R. Ford. We're joined by the commanding officer, Captain John Yank Cummings, uh, at sea today on Ford. Yank, welcome aboard. Thanks, sir. Glad to be here and uh, enjoyed having you out uh, with us on Sunday to watch our Category 1 pilots uh, carry qualify both day and night. So the great, great uh, day to have you out there and great to have you on, be on your podcast. Yeah, I got to tell you, your hospitality was spectacular. I really enjoyed the visit. I've joked with some folks, it was a real good day for flag officer retention as I got to fly out in the back of an F-18 Foxtrot uh, cat trap cat, got to spend most of the day with the landing signals officers uh, day and night watching some of those new Cat 1 F-18 pilots qualify for the first time. Really, really impressive and significant milestone going on at sea this time. If you uh, could tell the, the listeners about that. You bet, sir. Just yesterday, we uh, passed our 7,000 uh, carrier arrested landing and uh, uh, catapult shot mark. So in one year, the ship has gone from 750, 750 cats and traps to 7,100. So a tenfold increase in about one year. So we're excited about this milestone and this testimony to the system that's working and to the crew that's operating it. It's getting better every other way we, get, we go out to sea. Yeah, there is no doubt about that. 7,000 traps in that period of time has really uh, been an incredible milestone. But those aren't just traps for traps' sake. You've been out there qualifying the new pilots for the Navy. You've also done some great operations, cyclic operations, with the carrier strike group and the air wing to get ready, to at least get the ship ready and in position to do an employment potentially as early as the end of calendar year 2022. Yes, sir. Uh, that's a, kind of our best attribute this last year is giving back to the fleet by generating fleet readiness. We've qualified about 400 well, student and fleet naval aviators and uh, to give back to the fleet. So some of these students will go on to uh, the FA-18 uh, ENF and Growler training squadrons. Some will go on, some have gone on to the fleet to go support the, uh, the fight forward. So it's been great for the four to get back to the fleet in uh, basically the only aircraft carrier in the last year that's been ready, readily available to conduct carrier qualifications. That's been very uh, great for our crew and gives them a little smile on their face, a little spring, you know, spring in their step, and they know that we're getting back to the fleet by getting folks out to, uh, to you know, go forward and do some dangerous work for our nation. Yeah, this at sea period's also been significant for the first introduction really of our Cat 1 pilots in the precision landing mode in the F-18. You were out flying yesterday uh, using the path mode of precision landing mode. Uh, can you talk to the, the listeners a little bit about the significance of this and how it uh, not only improves the margin of safety for our pilots, but also their performance as well? Sure, sir. Uh, well, as you know, much like you, I grew up flying the Grumman product, the uh, the Mighty F-14 Tomcat, and much like the Prowler, it had a no heads-up display at all. 
And to go from that, you know, 25 years ago to what I jumped in yesterday and flew with, it's an incredible leap in, in technology. So to talk about that TLM landing, as you know, uh, in a manual pass where the pilot is putting in both stick and throttle input, it's, it's a lot of work uh, behind the boat. What PLM does, it takes those corrections out and, and makes a much more stable platform where you can basically just program, either program the uh, glide path you desire or have the aircraft fly a dialed-in uh, glide path. And uh, for uh, path, as you mentioned, basically I learned after my fourth trap yesterday, rolling behind the boat, select path, and basically get off the stick. Let the jet fly the three and a half degree glide uh, slope into the aircraft carrier it, and uh, and just make very very few corrections as compared to the you know hundreds of corrections you're making on a manual pass. Super safe, super uh, easy, and then uh, boarding rates we've seen have gone up tremendously. And I'll, I'll final uh, the final comment here. Watching these Cat ones uh, fly, I've been doing this for a year now, and there's always a few uh, several bolters, wave offs, power calls, and LSOs. I mean, last night these people are flying. Rails passes, perfect passes with no calls from LSOs, super stable, super predictable, and it's a direct result of the precision landing mode software that's been installed in the Super Hornet. Yeah, I watched that firsthand on Sunday night, and uh, I watched one of those Cat 1 pilots first pass ever at night in an F-18. Uh, very, very dark night, too. No moon, uh, 0% illumination out there, a uh, fair amount of overcast skies so really dark not much of a horizon and they flew one of the better passes i've ever seen it was that rock solid i saw one, I saw one young man his uh his pass the center line of his aircraft so where the index light is never came off the center line of the cam of the uh flat camera so he literally perfectly aligned up pass right up center line for three miles and stayed on glide path perfectly for the you know for three miles amazing so his plm takes a carrier landing, which is a very dangerous uh, event in general, and makes it much, much safer, much more predictable, and will increase our proficiency or our boarding rate numbers will go up tremendously, which makes the ship less predictable by seeing it's the wind. We get pulled back in sooner and reduce a lot of the uh, stranded aircraft because maybe we're not bouncing or SCLP in as much to get ready to go to the ship. Over. Yeah, there's so many benefits to this. The improvement in wave-off capability is the safety aspect that you're talking about. Uh, tremendous. The responsiveness of the aircraft as now the both the throttles and the camber of the wing change to control lift. So it's really a direct lift and throttle coordination of the system. Uh, enormously impressive. I wanted to talk to you about a, a couple of other things while I got you on the phone. And um, really want to talk a little bit about the culture that you've built upon. You know, years ago I was there and I had the distinct pleasure of being the first CEO of Gerald R. Ford. Now I didn't get to take her to see like you have. So I will tell you, I'm a little jealous of the fact that you're getting all this at sea time, all the reps and sets, uh, getting to fly off the ship uh, like you did yesterday. Uh, but I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about the crew and the culture and integrity at the helm and how that applies to the Gerald R. Ford crew. Thank you, best, sir. Uh, you know, coming to the ship uh, two and a half years ago, I did not know much about Gerald R. Ford as a man. I knew him as a child when I was six years old when he was president. And then every sailor that comes on board our ship is given about a three or four hour history lesson about Gerald R. Ford and who he was, what he stood for, and about who was as a man, as a leader. 
he was respected on both sides of the aisle, super humble, and made decisions that were best for the nation and not for his own personal gain. So by having integrity at the helm on our uniform, that speaks directly to Gerald L. Ford as a, you know, an all-star football player who did make some very uh, uh, challenging moral decisions when he was in, in college, who made challenging decisions as a, rep- a representative in Congress and as a vice president president. And then we kind of have that integrity aspect reflect on our sailors and how they carry themselves about the ship when you're on board visiting, when we're doing maintenance, when we're conducting flight ops, Remember that, that you represent not just yourself, you represent the United States Navy, and more importantly, Gerald L. Ford when you walk around the ship, both on the ship and out in town. So I take uh, his name seriously, respect who he is, and then that's why I took it to helm, which I imagine what you're doing when you were here uh, definitely is reflected every day in our sailors on board this uh, great warship. Over. Yeah, you, you talk about the challenging decisions that Gerald Ford, long before he was president, made when he was at the University of Michigan. I am really uh, heartened by probably one of my absolute favorite stories of him, and that is his roommate, Willis Ward, who was the standout, the star running back of the team. Ford was the captain of the team, and uh, they were going to play Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech was not going to play the game because Willis Ward was black. And Gerald Ford stood up to that, and uh, when the University of Michigan was going to, to cave on this issue, uh, Ford was going to actually quit the football team. And it really wasn't until Willis Ward said, no, no, don't do that. Uh, the team needs you. This is a bigger issue uh, than us. I love that because it speaks to moral courage. It speaks to integrity. And when you look at some of the social issues that we've had in our country in the last year or so, uh, what a what an incredible example that is. Uh, and I love the the logo of integrity at the helm, and probably one of the highlights of my tour was the opportunity to work with Susan Ford and uh, the Ford family in the development of that logo uh, or motto for the for the crew. Well, Yank, you know, you're coming up on the end of your tour here pretty soon. Uh, you know, you asked me to speak at your change of command, which is this Friday, uh, which is high praise and a, a real honor from my perspective. Uh, you know, not just to go out and, and see in action at sea like I did uh, on Sunday, but uh, to speak at your change of command. Uh, this has been just a spectacular tour for you. Um, you know, you've been at it for about two and a half years. You've been the, the workhorse for the Navy in terms of qualifying pilots, but also bringing this ship to life, bringing the systems to life, and driving the operational uh, aspects of the ship. Uh, what else can you have to say as you're starting to look at, uh, at not much runway left in front of you here before Friday? Any any parting thoughts on that? You know, sir, it's, uh, yeah, with days remaining in command, it was my last full day underway at sea here. I just actually came down from the flight deck. I hung out on the pa- uh, platform like you did a couple days ago. Hung out with the LSOs there. Uh, went walked the flight deck, went to the Bowcats and spent some time watching some uh, Super Hornets take off. I actually put a, a hold back bar on uh, Super Hornet to kind of remind me uh, what it is we do on this, for this great ship. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be bittersweet, you know, standard cliche there, but I will leave here Friday uh, with no regrets. You know, I, I'm going to quote, um, I think it's Dr. Seuss, don't be sad that it's over, be happy that it happened. I'm absolutely happy that I could, uh, you know, give all I have for the ship for the last two and a half years to take the ship out of the shipyard, get through all those um, sea trials, 
uh, aircraft compatibility testing, flight grid certification, CATU cert, fuel cert, start TQing, start doing integrated carrier strike group operations, be part of that. And uh, it's like a walk off here in a few days knowing that we got our ship uh, going in the, continuing in the right direction and we are just, uh, you know, steps closer to work up to an eventual deployment and happy to be part of that, that team that pulled it off. And I know that Captain Lanzalotta, who shows up Friday, is the perfect guy to take the ship to even greater heights. So I'll, so I'll leave here with a smile on my face knowing I, I left everything out in the field and, uh, and happy to hand it off to someone as, as, uh, as professional and caring and confident as Captain Lanzalotta. Well, I concur that you've left it all in the field. I have no doubt the Navy's got uh, greater plans for you in the future, but I also want to thank you on behalf of the men and women who serve. You have certainly demonstrated that as the sailors, the men and women that you and I have been entrusted to command, you've certainly made them the, the forefront, and your actions uh, are exactly that. They're actions, not just words. The, the actions follow the words of demonstrating that our sailors are our most precious resource. I would also tell you that the work that you and the team have done on Ford, uh, the reps and sets, the 7,000 plus arrested landings, uh, all of the advocacy for systems and corrections to the new technology, I mean, that is driving the future of naval aviation. And the future of naval aviation flows off the flight decks of Ford class aircraft carriers. It's the future. You've been leading that charge, and you have done uh, a spectacular job. So I'll see you on Friday when you get back in. Uh, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day today to chat with us. Uh, and on behalf of uh, Naval Aviation, uh, this is Rear Admiral John Meyer, Commander Naval Air Force Atlantic. All things Naval Aviation. Oscar out.